you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. We're previewing Thursday night football and the early Sunday games from week nine. Let's just dive in and get started with those fantasy headlines and the news that everybody's talking about out of Las Vegas. The Raiders have fired head coach Josh McDaniels. They have fired general manager David Ziegler. They have also relieved offensive coordinator Mike Lombardi of uh, their duties. On top of that, they have sort of fired or at least demoted their starting quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo has been benched. Rookie Aiden O'Connell will be the starter moving forward. So a lot of change happening in Las Vegas. Let's just get down to what we care about, though. Does this mean we can hashtag free Devontae Adams now and you know maybe even Jacoby Myers? I definitely feel really good about Devontae Adams. In the one game with Aiden O'Connell, he threw to Devontae 13 times. He didn't throw to Jacoby a whole lot, but that was just one game. I think we could get both of those guys going. They also threw the ball 11 times to Josh Jacobs in that game. And this stat blew my mind. Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs right now are bottom three. Jacobs is last amongst all running backs in fantasy points over expectation. Yeah, it can't get any worse than it's been so far with, with Jimmy G, who just looks really old, and Josh McDaniel, who probably will never head coach again. I mean, you know, our own Bridget Condon asked Josh Jacobs how to get the offense going there, and his response was, I don't know, that's not my job. Uh, Maybe now it should be. Right. I mean, <laughs> couldn't be any worse than the way things were going there in Las Vegas. I do think we're going to see a lot of targets for Devontae Adams. You could tell that he was frustrated, that he sort of wanted out. Josh Jacobs seems frustrated. The the whole team uh, just seemed like they were sort of at the end of their rope with what was going on there in Las Vegas. So I do think Jacoby Myers is a bit of a downgrade from where he's been. I'm not sure yet that Aiden O'Connell can support multiple pass catchers in this offense, which also means that all of our hopes for Michael Mayer are sort of put on hold uh, for the time being, because I, I definitely don't think they get far enough down the pecking order for Michael Mayer to get a lot of targets there. But uh, hopefully this means a change is coming in Las Vegas in terms of what we see on the field, because different people in the front office, different people on the headset, uh, former NFL linebacker Antonio Pierce will be the one to take over as the interim head coach. Another quarterback change, this one down in Atlanta, where our old friend Arthur Smith has made the announcement that Taylor Heineke will get the start going against the Vikings coming up this week. Desmond Ritter will serve as the backup. It's a thing that you and I and a lot of people have been asking for, certainly in fantasy football, for a while because Desmond Ritter just wasn't getting it done. Now, I don't think anybody's going out there and starting Taylor Heineke in their fantasy teams. And if you do, thoughts and prayers to you. But... <laughs> The biggest question, are we back on the Kyle Pitts bandwagon? 
We are back like we back. never left. <laughs> the reason is this this is a good thing for fantasy purposes. Like, is it a great thing for the Falcons? No. But Taylor Heineke is more aggressive. We saw last week he came in, he threw the ball four times. Uh, three of the passes he completed were all longer than any pass Desmond Ritter had completed in that game in the first half on the year. I know it's a small sample size for Heineke, but 11.2 air yards per target compared to 7.8 for Desmond Ritter. Plus, he's just the the mentality, the gunslinger mentality. Maybe he's not a gunslinger in physical ability, (laughs) but in his head he is, so he's not afraid to throw the ball downfield and everything, be aggressive, throw it into tight windows, and I think that's a good thing for for Pitts, for Drake London, when he could suit up for all of the Falcons' offense. It's also going to help, in my opinion, open stuff up for B. John Robinson near the line of scrimmage. We had a chance this morning just in passing to talk with our, our co-worker and former NFL receiver Steve Smith, and that was one of the things he said about Taylor Heineke is that, look, he's a gunslinger, and you know, maybe this doesn't necessarily boost the Falcons forward in actual football, but Heineke's going to throw it, and he's going to throw it downfield, and he's going to get some of these guys involved. So we'll see uh, if this is good news for Kyle Pitts. We'll also keep an eye on Drake London. He did have that groin injury last week, so we'll see uh, what his status is going into this week's game. But we are curious, excited, intrigued. You pick the positive adjective there about what this means for the pass catchers that we have wanted to get involved. Now, I guess the next step is for Arthur Smith to actually let these guys get on the field and not yeah. start forcing snaps for Jonu Smith and Michael Pruitt and Cordero Patterson. Um, Arthur, it's your move now. Play your play your good players. That's all we're asking you to do. Let's get to the TNF game preview, shall we? The Titans at the Steelers. You can see that at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video. Maybe not the most exciting fantasy matchup, but there are some things of intrigue. Will Levis uh, going to get the start again this week for the Titans after coming out and throwing four touchdowns in his starting debut last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we will make it a more modest, more or less, for Will Levis this week. Let's say one and a half passing touchdowns against that Steeler defense. I'm going to choose to believe here and say more. And uh, I, I wrote about Will Levis in the Stardom Cinema article as a streamer this week. And what I said was like, yeah. I know that all four of his touchdown passes last week came against zone and the Steelers run more man. They also generate more pressure uh, than the Falcons do. So I understand that the floor is very low, but the ceiling is high. And and I watched all of his dropbacks. Everything was pretty much a, a screen short of the sticks or just like a Hail Mary downfield. It might not work consistently for real life purposes, but those big plays put up chunk points in fantasy. I will say I'm going to say more. But I will also put the asterisk next to it that maybe I I got a little bit hyped over what happened last (laughs) week, that maybe uh, I got a little bit too excited about it. But I'm still going to say more uh, this week because I do think that they are going to be a little bit more open with the offense with Levis than they have been in the past with Ryan Tannehill or with Malik Willis. So I think there's going to be more opportunities to throw the football here. I'm not expecting this to be a very pretty game between these two teams. Neither offense is very exciting to watch. Neither one of them can throw the football effectively. Uh, but but I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to hope for the best with Will Levis and say more than one and a half passing touchdowns. On the other side, Deontay Johnson. We came into this year saying, yeah, I know Deontay Johnson didn't score any touchdowns, but he runs routes and he gets targets and, and he gets so many opportunities. And it's just going to happen anyway, right? It hasn't happened yet. Uh, Deontay Johnson still has the same number of touchdowns as me. That's not great. So we're going to say more or less 
0.5 touchdowns for Deontay Johnson. Can he just cross the goal line with the football in his hands this week? Nope. Oh. Uh, I, look, it's... I want him to. I have him on a couple of fantasy teams, but probability is not in his favor. You have to go back to the second to last game of 2021 for the last time that he scored a touchdown. In between that, he's had 183 targets with no touchdowns. I mean, it, it it's beyond even like what Jacoby Myers was. It's reaching the point where it's like, how is this even possible when you have a wide receiver as talented and that gets open and as much volume as Deontay Johnson gets on a weekly basis? It's clearly not a Deontay problem. It's on Pickett, Trubisky, and whoever else they want to throw out at quarterback these last couple of years, but... Yeah, I'm going to go with probability here, and that says no touchdowns. As we sit and record this show, it has been 667 days since Deontay Johnson last scored an NFL touchdown. I'm going to choose positivity. I'm going to say it happens this week. Look, the target share has been there. It appears that Kenny Pickett is going to play. He says he's for sure playing. We will reserve judgment on that. But Kenny Pickett should be playing. They've got a great matchup against the Titans secondary. Deontay Johnson gets targets. Look, I I know there's nothing analytical in saying the phrase, hey, man, he's due. But hey, man, he's due. If anyone ever (laughs) is due, it is Deontay Johnson. So I'm going to to choose positivity. I'm going to say that Deontay Johnson scored. I hope I'm right, too. I think Deontay hopes that there are a lot of people. Steelers fan hopes hopes I'm right. I think even like Ravens fans right now feel bad for Deontay Johnson. They're probably like, yeah, I hope Marcus is right on this. <laughs> like, you know, it's not against us. So I hope he can be right. It's fine. Uh, so there we go. That's our Thursday night preview. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Now we can get into the Sunday slate of games. Got four teams on a bye after we had no teams on a bye last week. Weird. Uh, The Broncos, the Lions, the Jaguars, and the 49ers all have the week off. Meanwhile, the Dolphins and Chiefs, they get to take a business trip. They are on their way to Deutschland. Frankfurt, Germany is where they will lace them up this week. That's a game you can see on NFL Network and streaming on NFL Plus. It kicks off at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. That is 6.30 a.m. out here on the West Coast. So uh, get your coffee early and your bagels and all that other stuff and get ready to watch that game. Uh, So besides the defenses, anyone in this game that you are not starting? Tyreek Hill. (laughs) No. No, the, the, The beautiful part about the Dolphins is their offense is so funneled. We know to a Mostert, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, they're all in play, obviously. I think even like Savan Ahmed is a sleeper in this one. For the Chiefs, you know to start Mahomes. Kelsey Rasheed Rice is someone that I'm very excited for. Same thing about Isaiah Pacheco. I think Jarek McKinnon is a little bit sneaky in this one. Second half of the year is when they start to unleash McKinnon. A lot of passing in this one. I could see them uh, getting McKinnon going near the goal line. But yeah, I want as much exposure to this game as possible. Yeah, I think you really do. Uh, I I would also say, look, I, I, I keep saying this, but like, I feel 
like a weird game that I play every week is try to pick the Chiefs receiver, maybe not name Rasheed Rice now that's going to have a big game. So this this week, the wheel lands on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, who's starting to get some more work. He's getting those downfield targets. Two weeks ago, had the really big game with 84 yards and a touchdown against the Chargers. I think he can have a similar output this week against a Dolphins defense that has been sort of shaky. And in a game that should feature a lot of back and forth, we know Miami can score. Kansas City is going to have to score to sort of keep up there. So I think MVS, uh, who frequently has been the cardio king of the week on NFL Fantasy Live, might actually get some output, something to go along with his just running up and down the field all day long. Okay, Vikings at the Falcons. Both teams going with backup quarterbacks this week. The Vikings not by choice because Kirk Cousins is out for the year. The Falcons, as we mentioned, uh, going with Taylor Heineke. But we know Jaron Hall is going to get the start at least this week for Minnesota. It'll be Josh Dobbs going forward after the trade. What do we do with our Vikings? I guess notably TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison. uh, Now that it's Hall getting the start for another week. I think those two are the only two Vikings that you could start with any sort of confidence this week. Look, Hawkinson, we hear it all the time. A tight end could be a young quarterback's like safety blanket, their best friend. I think they're going to design a whole lot of plays to go through him. Jordan Addison with the all these teams on by, the upside is too high. He's been averaging about 16 fantasy points per game. He could win downfield. He's been great in the red zone and in the end zone. So I still think he's in play. KJ Osborne, I need to see it first. He's had one good game all year. Uh, Alexander Madison is losing work to Cam Akers, and it's just been pretty terrible all year as well. So I can't trust either of them. And I, I don't think we've fully have given Kirk Cousins enough credit so far. Like the Vikings have the second most passing yards and the second most passing touchdowns behind only the Miami Dolphins. And we have not spoke about this offense anywhere close to how we talk about the the Dolphins, if they lost to it, we'd be like, oh, yeah, we're a little worried about this offense. It's going to have a huge impact. I mean, I think you're right. I think the reason we haven't talked about this offense that way is because the defense had sort of let them down. Yeah. I mean, they were one in four and we were talking about, are they going to shut it down with Justin Jefferson? Are they ready to pack it in? Now they've won three in a row. They're four and four. They're very much back in contention. And so suddenly we're like, oh, yeah, the, the Vikings offense was playing really well and Kirk Cousins was playing really well. And they are really going to miss him in that offense. I'm with you, though, in terms of the guys you're starting. I think it's Hawkinson. I think it's Addison. And I think that's it at this point. You can try leaning on Cam Akers or Alexander Madison, but they can't really run the football consistently and effectively. Uh, And the Falcons run defense has been pretty good. So I would stay away from them if possible. We got a battle of the birds in Baltimore. I didn't mean to alliterate that, but it just sort of worked out. (laughs) Seahawks at the Ravens, both teams uh, with interesting secondaries. Uh, Both teams have big name receivers. What are we doing with the pass catchers here? Seattle, I mean, the last three weeks, they've really looked like the Legion of Boom once they got all of their secondary pieces healthy again. I still think Zay Flowers is in play because Seattle's great at stopping the run as well. And if they can't get cooking downfield or in the run game, I expect a lot of screen passes to go to Zay Flowers. That is really where he excels for Seattle. Like you probably can't get away from Lockett or DK given buys and injuries and all that. But DK has one game this year with over 15 fantasy points. Yeah, I know he's giving you double digits every week, but he's become a safe floor play and really no ceiling. Lockett is the exact opposite. Like he's so boomer bust right now. But again, with with the buys and everything, at least where I have him in most instances, I have to start him. I had 
DK Metcalf as one of my spooky starts for Fantasy Live on Tuesday. And you're right. I don't know that you can get away from him or Tyler Lockett, but I just don't love the matchup. I feel a lot better with Zay Flowers and the Ravens pass catchers because statistically it does look like the Seahawks are starting to get things together in the passing game. But then you look at who they've played. Uh, Last week, they had the Browns with P.J. Walker. The week before that, they had Josh Dobbs, who I think people were starting to figure out a little bit in the Cardinals. The week before that, they had Joe Burrow, who wasn't completely healthy. He was still sort of on his way back. Uh, They had a bye. Then they had the Giants, and they've been awful. They had the Panthers before that. They haven't had a real challenge since week two when they played the Lions. Great point. So this is going to be, I think, their toughest test that they faced in over a month, maybe about six weeks or so. So I'm willing to take that shot on Zay Flowers in this one. Same. Yeah. And Lamar, man, talking about MVP love, he needs to get more of it. One of my big bold predictions for the week is that by Monday, we're going to be talking about Lamar Jackson as maybe the front runner for the MVP. To me, he's number two behind only Tyreek Hill right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't even think Tyreek's getting that love from our friends in the desert. I think it's Tua that's that, that um, by the odds. Because quarterback. Because uh, quarterback. That's that's why they created Offensive Player of the Year so that somebody who's not a quarterback could actually win a big award. <laughs> I would that. love to give some truth serum to Mike McDaniel and be like, if you can only have one of these two the rest of the way, which one are you taking, Tua or Tyreek? Ooh. Probably Tyreek. I'm going Tyreek. Going Tyreek. Uh, Cardinals at the Browns. Kyler Murray possibly playing this week, or maybe it's Clayton Toon. If Kyler does go, would you trust having him in your lineup? And if he doesn't go, are there any Cardinals you can trust? It depends on options with Kyler Murray. Like in our fantasy live league, Brock Purdy has been the quarterback I've been uh, streaming recently. And then I have Kyler as a backup, but I had to pick up Daniel Jones because I'm like, what if Kyler doesn't play? So in that instance, yeah, I would take the shot on Kyler Murray. But like if you have a quarterback who you feel like Dak Prescott or something like that, or you feel comfortable with, I would take a wait and see approach with Kyler Murray. If Kyler sits this week and we're talking about Clayton Toon starting It becomes really hard to trust your Cardinals. I think Trey McBride is in play just because tight end and the amount of volume that the Cardinals tight ends have seen this year. Marquise Brown becomes boomer bust and everyone else I try to get away from. Yeah, I I don't know that I would start Kyler if he plays this week, right? He's been off for a long time, coming back from the injury. And this is just about the matchup, right? Like, I don't want Kyler Murray in his first game back going against Miles Garrett. I just don't. Uh, And I think that's honestly why I don't know that the Cardinals are going to play him. I think I really think they're going to throw Clayton Toon to the Wolves. Like, good luck, kid. Uh, Here's this monster on the other side wearing number 95. (laughs) Try not to get killed. So I I don't think Kyler plays. I wouldn't start him if he does play. And with Clayton Toon there, I don't know that I start any Cardinals because when you drafted Marquise Brown, you weren't expecting this sort of production. So you have other options. Trey McBride is a guy that if you have him, you just picked him up off the waiver wire. So maybe you have a way to sort of pivot around that. So I, if it's Clayton Toon, I think I'm out on Arizona players this week. We're going to get Di Mercado 40 rushing attempts. Yep. For probably <laughs> like, you know, 62 yards. That's, that's going to be it for Amari Di Mercado. So that, that is what I think about that. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the rest of the Week 9 matchups.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 